This is the Starseed Awakening Podcast. I'm your host, Monet Florence Combs. I'm a quantum healer and hypnosis teacher who helps people all over the world discover the galaxy within themselves. Join me on an intergalactic journey as we explore what it means to be human in a world where we are just beginning to understand that we are not alone. Hello, my star children. Uh, I'm so excited today I get to share a really special hypnosis session with you and uh, get to find out a a lot of um, a lot of stuff about who I am and (laughs) it's funny. That's all I can say. It's funny and exciting, and uh, I've, I'm finally starting to acclimate and accept it all. Um, it's been a big adjustment, I will tell you that, for me. Um, you might want to listen to the past couple episodes if you have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, I've been going through this extra-dimensional awakening, uh, which... You know, kind of as a recap, they've, the council and my, my other self, future self, it's not that linear. It's, it's a lot harder to explain than that, but we'll call her my future incarnation for now. Who you get to meet today, uh, is, uh, they've been showing, they've been guiding me through this. So, you know, we have our spiritual awakening as like a stage one. For most people, we have the Starseed Awakening, which is what this whole podcast has been about up until now, and the Multidimensional Awakening, which is just, it is so much more expansive than all of that, and uh, a lot less linear. (laughs) And um, Let me explain something to you that will help you kind of understand what you'll hear in this session today. Um. Sorry, I've got a little frog in my throat this morning. So as those of us who who who's, um, have connections, our consciousness has connections with beings from other galaxies that are not the Milky Way. Hopefully this, this helps explain what I'm going through and what you will hear. Uh, it is that we perceive or or default consciousness perceives reality in such a different way because so in the milky way the milky way is very it's more it's actually it's the more masculine um galaxy if you were if you are were to compare it to our sister galaxy which would be the andromeda galaxy which is more feminine uh in nature and so with the with the Milky Way, things are fixed here, right? If you look at, um, like right now, I am looking around my office as I'm recording this. Everything stays in place. Nothing changes. It's fixed. So the way we perceive it is in that way. Whereas, uh, for example, in Andromeda, things are a lot more fluid. Your perception, and I never understood this until now, because this actually comes up in um, 
the Galactic Heritage cards that I use, that channel deck um, that I, I swear by. So there's some talk. Oh, maybe I'll read read more about it after I go grab it at some point. But how, for example, in Andromeda, things are just very more, it's like fluid, you know, things. If you're looking at something, it might shift or change because reality is just different. The way it's, uh, <laughs> how to explain, the way it's laid out is all different. Okay. So that's how those of us who are from here, you know, the Milky Way, we, we perceive things in a, in a more fixed way, right? That's normal to us. <clears throat> if all of a sudden we were to look over at um, our cat and they start shifting and swirling and turning different colors, you'd think you were, <laughs> you might go to the doctor or you'd think you're on drugs or something. Uh, however, in some of these other places that we just really don't have a, you know, there aren't a whole lot of star seeds from some of these other places. Um, those of us who have this type of consciousness who are from these other places, we experience things, and now I'm really understanding in a big way, we experience things in such a different way. Whether that be experiencing um, time, experiencing... Oh, gosh. Uh, well, let me give you like a an easier, something that's relevant to today's session. So the way that I see things in hypnosis now is everything's very fluid and colorful and shifting and changing and it is really really intense experience nothing uh, unless I'm seeing memories from a place like earth uh, where things are fixed which has been up until you know very recently um, then things are, are pretty fixed and, and are kind of normal kind of <laughs> but as I am uh, now Kind of exploring these other worlds and other galaxies which you will hear today i see things very differently and the liminal spaces for me the like default liminal spaces that i go to in my sessions are very different everything is very very fluid very you know it's like there are colors that you don't see in on earth there are feelings you don't feel on earth it is just a completely different experience and um it, it's really interesting to kind of see how that shifted and changed over time because you'll you'll hear in these sessions that i start to share with you you'll hear a little bit about this and and, and hear me experiencing it in real time and trying to figure out this new way of doing hypnosis for me <laughs> because so uh, uh here's the interesting thing is if so I did a hypnosis session a couple months ago. <clears throat> it was the first one I'd done in a really long time. And uh, it was the one, oh, the, the dragon one. The Enter the Dragons one that I did. And that was the first time I experienced this multidimensional consciousness. And it was, uh, it was just really 
different. Um, I think I actually, even, even in, there was one previous to that where things, I was starting to notice things were different, but, but that was the one that really noticed. I, I didn't even play the first half of that session because it was so, I was so confused by what I was seeing and what was going on. Um, because there were, everything just was different, very different, uh, which I, now I'm understanding that, you know, it's been kind of this process that they've, the council and my future self has been kind of easing me into. And I totally understand now why they could not just flip a switch for me. It had to be gradual. Um, because now, now that the switch is flipped basically for me, I am, I'm going through a really kind of intense acclimation phase where the way I think is no longer linear, which I mentioned a little bit last week. I hopefully I make a little more sense this time. Last week I was really adjusting a lot. Um, I'm also experiencing, um, well, I'll tell you why later once I tell you what species I am. Uh, but I'm just experiencing all like the whole world around me feels very um, abrasive. It just feels very, very abrasive. Um, lights, sounds, other people's energy. It's like I'm a sponge now. I think I mentioned this last week. And it's really intense. And so I'm I'm really adjusting to that. Um, so I, I just completely understand why it took this long for them to kind of widen the roads, <laughs> I guess, so that so that I didn't feel like I was losing my mind. Because um, there have been moments where it, it just um, it feels I feel less tethered, you know, to this planet and. I've had to really, really, really strengthen uh, my grounding practice. And um, they've been teaching me how to do that. And I could completely see how maybe somebody who didn't have those tools or had a different background than me or maybe, you know, or maybe awakened quicker could get completely lost. Um, So I am... I'm really, <laughs> they're taking it slow for me, which I appreciate, even though slow feels, feels big, if that makes any sense. So I'm going to go ahead and get into this session now. And <laughs> I, this session, this session cracked me up. So let me give you a little, what context do you need to understand? Let me give you a little background information. Okay. So Lisa, my assistant, um, she's kind of been the only one I'm really (laughs) talking through all this stuff with because there's so much of it. Um, But she's been helping me as, as like a hypnosis, to do hypnosis sessions. So that we can, so that I can channel all the information I need for what they're trying to show me, what the council is trying to teach me. Um, we had a really, yesterday, we got it. We got so, oh my God, yesterday's session, I can't wait to share it next week. It's just, 
so exciting so exciting um very 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 excited uh, but this session was the first one we did. It was after, so it was a week after my second journey. Um, and I, I don't know if you guys remember from the last couple episodes I shared where I talked about, or maybe it was just the last one, I don't remember. I talked about the, um, the, the space bug that I saw in my journey that freaked me out. Um, where it felt like it, like tried to bite my shoulder or something. And it scared, it scared me. I did not like it. Um, spoiler, spoiler alert, it's not a bad evil space bug. <laughs> so you'll find out more about that here. Uh, gosh. So, so that's important to know. I'm trying to think if there's anything else important to know before we jump in and I play this. I'm, I'm deliberately leaving in some of the messiness because I, I you know, I, I really like to clean up my sessions that I share, but I am leaving in some of the messiness because, or all of it, really. I'm only going to, I don't think I'm really deleting anything um, because I want you to hear, I, I guess some of the like the raw uh, me trying to figure out what's going on, I think is helpful maybe for you to listen to so you can understand, um, how, how things can be perceived maybe in a different way because all of the messiness is, 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 uh, related to me trying to figure out how to do hypnosis for myself now or how to be in a hypnosis session and how to channel when I am channel channeling um, extra dimensional information and tapping into an extra dimensional consciousness. So it's just a whole it's a whole new ball game for me. And so you will hear me flail around a while and try to figure out. You know, I know myself pretty well as far as hypnosis goes, or I have until now. <laughs> uh, but you'll hear me really kind of struggle a bit. Um, and now I can share that I think Lisa and I figured out after our session yesterday, we figured out how to get information in an easier way. Um, so it's, we're getting there. It's just a whole, it's just a whole new, whole new world for me. Um, I will be doing the thing like the good old days, I guess, where I I jump in a lot. I'm not just going to play the whole session. I'm going to jump in and give commentary. So if you think that's annoying, I deeply apologize. I'm sorry, but that's how I'm going to do it <laughs> because I feel like that's the only way I can really make it make sense. Um, so I don't know. We're, we're just going to go with it. We're going to jump in. I'm going to stop talking. All right. Let's go. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Uh, okay, I see a spaceship. It's mm -hmm. um, big and it is uh, metallic. It's like silver. Mm. Okay. And it's just kind of like, from what I can tell, it's kind of hovering, but it's like spinning a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's in space or if it's just nighttime um, okay. because I see 
and a lot of stars around it. Do you know what's below your feet mm. that you're standing on? I don't know if I'm like viewing it. Mm. Or right. Okay. Let me concentrate on it for a sec and see what happens. Sure. Mm, why don't you ask me some sure, ask, yeah. ask me a bunch of questions so that it might because my conscious mind's trying to like yeah yeah <laughs> do you feel anything on your body any temperature or or do you hear anything mm -hmm. hold on they're they show me um okay they showed me this is, I don't know if they're just showing me random stuff or, or like if, if those are all connected mm -hmm. or I don't know if I'm at a place or they're just like showing me stuff right now. Right. Like I got a flash of like a woman holding a baby. Okay. So I actually forgot about this part until I re-listened to it yesterday. Um, I have a hunch of what that is. I don't think it's a random at all. I will tell you. I'm going to explore this probably in the next session, actually, but um, I'll just tell you what she looked like because some of the stuff I just have to explain because it, the words I'm saying during the session don't do what I'm seeing justice. So she was this beautiful blue humanoid alien. She had like sparkly skin. She was gorgeous. Um, and she was holding a baby. Um Ooh, I'm feeling really emotional. Will I'm sure we will find out more about that later. Um, the other thing I just wanted to say before we move on is a lot of this stuff, well, actually, everything in this session is kind of in these liminal spaces where everything is shifting and changing. So nothing is terrestrial. Nothing is like, okay, we are on a planet. Uh, I mean, okay, I take that back. When I say terrestrial, I mean of of this galaxy nothing is of this galaxy so the way i'm seeing things is almost like i'm in a liminal space out in, out in outer space um even though i'm i'm traveling by space hard to explain <laughs> anyway let's just keep going the woman had like blue ish skin uh, mm -hmm. like a dark uh but her black hair um and she's holding like a a baby that looked human. Okay. Let's see what I'm supposed to know about that. Is this lady on the spaceship or? That's a good question. Do you want to try to move towards the spaceship? Sure. Yeah, it's like weird because it feels like you're not there or yeah like it feels like right and more like maybe remote viewing more like they're just like cluing me into some like background information or something okay um, so I don't know if I'm at the destination I'm supposed to be at okay maybe let's because uh, it feels like more like I'm just like an energy right okay random stuff in space right now yeah so maybe I'll let's see if we move to like the next thing I'm supposed to see if it so. yeah okay yeah, let's just see if we need to move into an actual space or 
continue to get some prep info. Yeah. Um, I got a, I got a flash of one of the bug things. Okay. That still felt like out in space. Okay. Let me see. Like it looks like a big ant or something showing it to me. And the ant is just okay. But it also might be just that's like the things that they're I can like relate to, I guess. Right. It's like it's just kind of floating in space. Well, okay, so usually when they so the way that sessions go with me a lot of times is they just kind of give me a flash of an image. Okay. Then it's kind of like then I have to figure out what that is about. Um, mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. If I'm physically somewhere. Right. Yeah. I still feel like I'm in space. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's One's... okay. You're doing great. Oh wait, now hold on. Okay, now I'm inside a spaceship. Okay. And oh god, am I the bug? Oh god, I hope not. <laughs> what is happening here? Can you tune into your body? Yeah. So maybe for those of you who aren't as familiar with hypnosis, um, the way it kind of, this type of hypnosis, the way it works, uh, is that we, basically my my team is kind of, my my whole cosmic spirit, soul team, whatever you want to call them, is helping and is part of the process to facilitate what I, pulling what out whatever I need to see and showing me whatever I need to see during this process through an expanded state of uh, consciousness. So by being in the theta state, this information is able to come through. They're able to connect more easily to us. That's kind of the whole premise of the type of quantum hypnosis that I teach. So as we do this, um, you'll see there okay i want this is important so sometimes we think of these other advanced beings even if they're highly advanced we think of them as knowing everything but they when it comes to humans they're still figuring it out <laughs> like try okay think of this it's almost like having somebody you know who maybe just got their doctorate degree explain a concept to a toddler okay so it's like a complete mismatch of uh communication especially when their form of communication with these beings in particular who i'm connected with is telepathic in nature so when they try to put on a human voice or when they try to show me things in human ways sometimes it ends up really goofy they're trying they're trying the very very best they can sometimes I've learned to have to ask them for different metaphors sometimes because I don't understand what they're telling me but uh yeah so what you're going to hear is they're going to try out all these different ways to show me what what they need to show me um and the funny the thing that I find amusing is is they're they're doing going to try it out in all these different ways that will help me kind of accept what they're trying to show me because it was very hard for me to accept it um 
and you'll see why. But so you'll hear kind of them showing me these different things. They'll, it'll change. I'll be looking at something, then it changes to something else. And they're just really trying to help me out. They're trying to throw me a bone. Uh, so I wanted to say that. And then also just huge, massive props to Lisa. <laughs> because I'm not, uh, I'm not the easiest person to hypnotize now in particular. And she rolled with the punches and, you know, it was totally different than the, the format I taught her because she was in QHC. So <laughs> we're both figuring it out. I think we finally got it, but all right, let's just, let's keep going. Okay, one sec. Okay, let me start with what I can tell right now. So there's like a window and I'm like looking out of the window. Um, and my i feel like there's one of like there's so weird my like shoulder is burning right now oh interesting yeah okay very weird um, do you know if there's anyone else around you there it feels like there's just these big bug things around me oh but i feel like i'm it's not weird that i'm there like it's nothing weird that's going on yeah Anything, like we're just a bunch of space bugs hanging out oh, yeah God. like you're the same as them <laughs> i don't know if i'm the same as them but okay. they certainly are i mean they're all just they all kind of look the same mm-hmm. and they're i can't i don't know if my like higher self is preventing me from seeing like tuning into my own body or something yeah do you know what you guys are doing there <sighs> good question it's like a navigation room or something okay there's like a bunch of controls and we're standing i seem to be in the center me maybe and they're just like hanging out around me or all kind of like looking out the window yeah and they got they have big shiny eyes right now they're showing the way they're showing it to me maybe they're showing it to me like so it doesn't scare me or something right <laughs> look like now they look nicer. Okay. Now I'm seeing like bum, like cute bee. Like oh, cute. <laughs> They're like here. <laughs> Are you a bone? That's funny. Because <laughs> in my brain, I'm so creeped out by them looking like ants. Okay. Right, right. Okay. No, they're okay. Uh, okay. Because these are not. Okay. That helps me like get to their level a little mm. bit. Okay. Let me breathe for a second. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I pulled before this, I pulled the alienness card. Oh, forgotten, but that's always that's like around like fear of other right, right. That you don't understand. So, I usually do a reading for myself before a hypnosis session. Sometimes I do it after, or I just do it for a journey anytime I'm doing any sort of thing like this. And the yeah, that was a card that I pulled is the the alienness card um in the galactic heritage deck and it was so so spot on it's how um it's all about how we can have a hard time accepting species that are non-humanoid um and how that can it, it can be hard to relate to them and accept them as another being of source you know because they're so different from humans so incredibly different um 
and how that can actually trigger fear in a you know in our psyche because it just feels so alien to us and I had never really experienced that um until now (laughs) until exploring all this stuff so yeah so let's keep going yeah so now they're showing me this okay there's these cute bee faces that are on Mm -hmm. bodies that are around me okay um do you want to try to tune into your shoulder if it's still mm, burning or it's still burning yeah it's like yeah right there in that spot um okay so i'm with these bee things insect things and we're talk okay telepathically communicating um and now i'm seeing out the window things are starting to shift a little bit mm. are you going yeah. moving somewhere going somewhere yeah i think we're moving but we're like moving across dimensions or something because now i'm seeing everything's like i see the colors that i see when my when i'm on journeys mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. i might just a little bit but yeah the, but what they're showing it's not like a i don't know the way i'm seeing like the rainbow colors and stuff outside as we're moving okay. so if we're moving through something right that's not typical space that makes sense okay so now what's happening okay we now we like warped through something oh it's weird i've done this before okay uh-huh um, in like my very first hypnosis session but it was oh. okay so and now everything's white and now we're going through a wormhole or something and i feel pressure mm-hmm. interesting yeah do you know where you came from uh no now my conscious mind is like mm. wanting to figure out the answer to that question sorry it's uh, <laughs> okay let's see where um, you're going through the wormhole yeah so things are like white and the colors are like changing and now and I feel that pressure and now it's weird okay and now now what uh we'll move to the next let's see if I can see the next yeah next fast forward yeah so I don't know how long we're in there okay now I'm out now I'm moving real oh god now I'm getting dizzy okay I'm moving really okay. fast space now in space yeah you want to like float out so that you're viewing is it Uh, too disorienting yeah I actually am out and I'm watching how fast it's moving oh wow Um, this is really weird but I like feel it maybe let's just fast forward to the destination yeah see what happens here okay now I'm on a green I'm on a planet and it's green and forested Mm sky is blue nice and it is beautiful are you the same being yeah okay yeah we must have landed there um and there's like it's just very harmonious like this is fucking weird okay like rainbows and um like butterflies was I mm, pretty yeah it's like and it's just warm yeah and it feels really good um are you going somewhere or do you know what you're doing it feels like home mm. nice or we're just and I'm I'm in these fucking bugs god damn it 
Do you know how you feel? Do you feel like a good bug? Yeah, like I'm seeing like a grasshopper now. Big grasshopper. Don't feel male or female. I just feel like a big friendly mm. grasshopper. And there's a face. Can you like change form? Like, or is this just your mind doing it for you? Yeah, this is just my mind. Okay. My mind is yeah. like, here's a nice visual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes you feel happy. Okay. Yeah. Just in case you didn't catch that. Um, I, that's when I realized that I, yes, I am one of the bugs. Um, here's why I was laughing so hard is because I, I don't, I don't like bugs. I don't like bugs. Um, there, there are maybe a few bugs that are on my like acceptable list, like butterflies, moths, um, you know, like grasshoppers, <laughs> bees. I love, you know, I feel really, I have a lot of love for a lot of those bugs, dragonflies. You know, there's a lot of bugs that I love. Uh, but there's also just bugs that I really, that they gross me the fuck out and creep me out. And that, the joke's on me <laughs> because I'm one of them. Uh, I will tell you that. Well, hold on. I'll t I'll tell you all this stuff after afterwards. Um, but you'll you'll find out more specifically <laughs> what I am. But I have a lot I have a lot to uh, to say about that. Okay, here we go. When you see yourself and not right, girl. right. Um, okay. Okay. Happy grasshopper. All right. Now, um, yeah. Okay. Let me, let me see if I can explain a little bit about the sure, yeah. bees. I don't know. Just feel, it feels very, I don't know. I'm feeling like homesick. Okay. Oh, weird. Like from that place, like as being a human homesick from being there. Yeah. Like, like there's like a part of me that remembers it. It like that sadness of missing because mm -hmm. it's such a it's so there's so many trees there's so much nature yeah very peaceful right are you still with those other hanging out with the other ones yeah it's like this communal feel where everybody just kind of coexists mm -hmm. um, and there's different types of insects yeah uh oh. and it's a very and it's I want to say it's just, it's a different, it's not in this galaxy. Okay. It's not in this galaxy. Sounds beautiful. Uh, yeah. And I just saw like, oh, I just saw a dwelling. Okay. And by some water, I'm going to go over to the, see if I can see what's in the dwelling. Mm -hmm. It's white. And I see stairs going down to like a little lake. Mm -hmm. There's... Like, it feels like a fairy house or something. Like, it's just very oh. beautiful. Oh, what the fuck? Okay. Um, interesting. I wonder if this is the place they showed me last week. 
I don't know. Anyway, yeah. okay, I'm gonna are there much fairies around or other beings? It's, it's like that type of energy. Um, there's like winged beings. Uh, and they're just very like the animals here. What the heck? Okay. They're like very, they're showing me like the cutest stuff now to try to help me out. <laughs> oh, like that's yeah. not, they showed me like, they sh I think they're being funny. They, yeah. showed, they showed me a kitten with like insect wings. Oh flying. my gosh. I feel like this, that's like fairy, what fairies do, right? Like, yeah, that's the thing that just, they're like, yeah, like they're like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh my god, what maybe let's that? fast forward to the next important thing you're <laughs> meant to see. Yeah, okay, so okay, so there's a couple things to explain with this. Um oh, let me let me tell you what I saw first because I was doing I was having a hard time explaining it. It looked like a beautiful little cottage. Like like a fairy house. You know, if you see those fairy gardens, um, where you can make a little fairy garden. It was just like a beautiful cottage. Um, it, like it had an English garden in the front. <laughs> like there were all these beautiful flowers uh, and all of these beautiful little bugs flying around, um, winged creatures. And then I saw, I saw these two cats and they had wings on and had little antennas. And one of them looked like my cat, Bustifer. And um, I was like, what is going on? So um, so Lisa was thinking that maybe it, I was like, um, encounter, or I think this is what she was thinking, that I was encountering maybe fairies, that like fairies were playing tricks on me or something, since that's what they do. Um, because we'd, we'd brought up the topic of fairies um, before the session um, because they kept showing me as a fairy, like, uh, in my journeys, I kept seeing myself as a fairy, like, a, and, um, I didn't really understand the connection there. So I think <laughs> like, are they playing tricks on me? What's happening? But actually, no. Um, so one of the, one of my weird extra dimensional abilities, <laughs> I guess that I have right now is, uh, sometimes they show me, it's almost like they show me a hologram on top of things when I'm looking at the world around me. So I was looking at my cat, Pom Pom. She's my my sweet, sweet, this cat. You've heard me talk about her at length, probably, if you've listened to this podcast for a while. But she's like my soulmate, Kitty. She is just, words can't describe how much I love this cat. Oh, what the heck? Oh, interesting. I just remembered on my very first journey I did, she was a part of it. Um, when I met my this future incarnation, she was telling me about how Pom Pom uh, was sent to me basically to help me um, accept certain things about myself because Pom Pom's disabled and help me see um, the beauty and preciousness of being, allowing people to care for you. Um, oh, wow. Ooh, now I feel really emotional. Okay, anyway. Um, so she, I was looking at Pom Pom, she's in her little bed and they showed me, they like showed me her with, um, little white antenna, like little moth antenna on her head and little white wings. And they told me that she was from there. And so she, she 
came because the way she came to me is crazy anyway that's a story for another day it's just a miracle that she's even in my life uh, but like the stars had to align perfectly but she's my little my little she was like an insect I don't think it so the way they showed it to me <laughs> they tried to make it cute I don't think she was actually in that lifetime Mike that my cats were my um were actual cats with wings I don't know maybe they were but I don't think so I think it maybe they were some other type of insect that were my friends and they were just showing it to me in that way because it would make more sense to me so so yeah um those are my little my little bug kitties that are really sweet okay anyway okay they're just still showing me this house let me just not get fixated yes uh. okay um yeah and they're just showing me this body of water hmm. like a river uh, and i guess that's i don't know if there's much else to see here okay like i don't know if there's something else they need to show me but this all just seems very it's just like here's your home yeah like one of your homes i guess yeah okay let's do you know or no let's just move on and see maybe there yeah let's just see if maybe if i go to a new oh here we go let's go to the next important thing i'm supposed to see right now mm -hmm. okay now i'm back out in space um and i'm on a ship again okay does it feel like the same ship or a different ship? I think a different ship and I feel like a different person. Mm. Um, wait, unless, hold on, this is weird. Like, I feel more upright and more like a female. Okay. And they showed me wings, though, but they look like insect wings. Hmm. So I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I'm going to have to put that. Let's see what happens. Oh, wait, now I still feel like a bug. Hmm. But like more with more personality, I guess. Okay. Are you like I'm what, this like female bug? Are you maybe like just grown up the same bug that? No idea. I think. No, I think I was visiting home, and I have to go like attend other business or something. Okay. Like I was like this is part of my galactic work that i do uh, okay like she's okay they're showing me more about her she's like i'm sort probably like they showed me like a queen bee like she's some sort of important person i guess mm -hmm. so now and like the way she feels in mm -hmm. her body, it's, mm -hmm. she's like very she's kind of like serious or like not a whole lot of emotion mm -hmm. But not in a bad way, not like somber, just like right a different type of yeah energy than I'm used to. Um, like a calm. Or than a human, different than a human. Uh, yeah. And even matter of fact. And now she's in now she's alone in this ship. Mm -hmm. And now we're going somewhere. Let's see where you end up, maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the ship is kind of like, I don't know. They just keep showing me all these bugs. Now it's like, like the way the ship moves is like a dragonfly almost. Like, oh. it kind of like does like. I one see. Of yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now where are we going? Let's, see. Let's go to the next thing. I went through a wormhole again. 
Let's see where you end up. Fast forward past the wormhole. Experience that again. Um, okay. And now at the next destination, destination, where am I? Okay. Now my conscious mind is like, okay, let's just, you know what? I think let, I, I would like to like Do prioritize a lot of the questions. Right. I was just going to say, maybe she, because just... I don't think they're, I'm going to get very, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I want to stay with these, stay with these memories and see what else I can learn about, uh, you know, based on time or whatever, but see how much mm -hmm. I can. So you want to this and where I'm going and what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Now I see. Okay. I like landed uh, and now I see a big purple crystal. Okay. Mm -hmm. Purple. Yeah. It's really big. It's like as tall as me. Yeah. Um, It's sticking out of the ground and I'm in this place. I want to say it's like another planet with a lot of like lush greenery and everything just feels huge. Like mm -hmm. it feels huge to scale. Um, I've never been to places like mm. this. Any of my other, this feels like this does, this is not here Yeah, in the Milky Way. That's for sure. So um, do you, does it feel huge because like you're too small, like it's made for bigger beings and you're just visiting it or almost. Yeah. Like, or maybe I'm small. I don't know if I'm small or if everything's big. Right, so, right, right. It feels different because, oh, wait. I don't know. That's so weird. But now I'm getting a better look at myself now. And I'm like, I look like a mantis. Okay. But yeah. Okay. They're like easing on. <laughs> They're what? They're like easing me into. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. You're like, okay. <laughs> But she's pretty. Yeah. She's female and she's got like these iridescent eyes and she's definitely a mantis. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm, see, she's wearing something purple. Mm -hmm. She's looking at this purple crystal. Um, and why am I there? I am, I see, okay. Are you alone at the crystal? Yeah, I'm by myself. And I'm seeing this like, is that the sky? What is happening? I'm seeing more like purple, like a violet swirling crystalline thing. And I don't know what it is. Am I supposed to go in it? Am I looking at it? It is wild. Have you tried touch it? <laughs> or... Yeah. Uh... Is it? Okay. Is it? I feel like I just went into it. Are you in like a liminal space now or? In between space. Okay, this is gonna sound weird, but it feels like I'm inside a giant flower, like a giant oh. flower, a giant purple, purple orchid or something. Wow. But it feels huge. Hmm. Oh, like I don't know if I'm. That makes sense. Yeah, like if I'm small or if this planet is huge. Right. You know, what a weird feeling. It makes me think of like a bug's life. Like. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it feels like yeah like the scale right which is so strange um but this you know what you're doing in the flower i'm by myself but it feels almost like a pilgrimage to like a like it feels like a little sacred space mm. i don't know like, but i feel okay let me see how i feel i feel peaceful 
I feel love. Like it just feels like a lot of really positive. Um, Are you just resting maybe? Yeah. Like it almost feels like I'm just kind of there to hang out for a bit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me see what the next important thing is. If there's another thing to see. Okay, now there's other beings here. I feel like I was waiting there for a meeting. Oh. So weird. Worst fucking thing I've ever experienced. Okay, so what is the what is the mood of the meeting? Uh it, there's like children here. Oh. But like little bug children. Hmm. There's like younger little baby mantises. Hmm. And now there's like another figure or another one with me. And there's a big table. Um, you guys are all sitting at the table. I think I'm like not sitting like as a, there's no chairs. Um, yeah. It's just more of this. Does anybody do you, I guess you guys still communicate telepathically. Yeah. It's like, there's another adult in the room. Yeah. Um, who feels like my partner. Oh, okay. Like my bug partner mm -hmm. um, and these are your like kids or something maybe like maybe this is maybe I was just waiting for them to get home or something oh big flower house <laughs> it sounds so lovely <laughs> with the big purple crystal outside <laughs> never had any oh god this is amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah this it's like very positive and everybody's just happy and yeah okay. maybe let's move on to the next thing yeah, let's move on i don't think there's anything there left for me Okay, let's see what what the next important thing I'm supposed to see right now is. Uh, oh, you know what this reminds me of a little bit? This reminds me of, um, have you seen Trolls? Yeah. It's like that. It's oh, like. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, where it's like a big, I live inside like a big flower. Right, right, yeah. So I wanted to stop here because I think this is actually a really helpful way to describe what I'm what I'm seeing <laughs> and what my my home, I guess, is like in this other galaxy. Um, if you guys have seen trolls, either trolls one, two or three, I've seen all of them. <laughs> I've seen the first two many, 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 many times. Uh, my children love the trolls movies and I actually... I actually really enjoy them as well. Um, I, when the first trolls, I swear this is this is relevant. I'm not just talking about trolls because, yeah. Uh, when the first trolls movie came out, I really really liked it. Um, it it's like their magical world just felt really good, um, and and there's all the oh my gosh, I just realized there's all these they have a bunch of different insects in there too. That's funny. Um, but the but Trolls Village, that's kind of what it looked like. And oh, and the wormhole. Okay. Uh if you've seen the second Trolls movie, your homework, go watch Trolls One and Two. <laughs> uh, they're pretty good. They're funny. They're my type of humor. Um which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing if that a children's movie is my type of humor. But it was like you could tell it was made by millennials, you know, who are um kind of have that like wacky Nickelodeon humor that we grew up with if that makes if you know what I, if you know what I mean you know what I mean anyway I really like those movies um <laughs> but the in this I think it's the second Trolls movie 
Or is it the first one? Or is it the special? There's like a holiday special. Oh, it's in the holiday special. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. <laughs> Maybe if you are really interested. But that's what they go through a wormhole in it. In the second, uh, in that special where they go through a couple wormholes. I think that's, anyway. Uh, and it, it's exactly what it was like for me going through the wormholes. Like the, I am fully convinced that these Trolls movies are a download <laughs> from uh, this other galaxy, which I will, I'll tell you, I think I know which galaxy it might be. I'll tell you later. But um, if you want to know what I see, what I'm seeing in my sessions, <laughs> what all this looks like, go watch the Trolls movies. Um, the other thing about it is every, nothing's fixed there, you know, which is why it makes me think it's a galactic thing. You know, it's like they can, their hair can come out of their body to go to lasso something or they can you know it's like nothing is fixed everything is very very it shifts and moves and that's and the colors and all that stuff is exactly how i see things in this galaxy all right let's keep going um, you, you're still the mantis i guess yeah i don't know if there's anything else i'm supposed to see uh, okay maybe About let's this yeah thing. i don't yeah. know Let's see if there if there's anything else you're meant to see or yeah. otherwise move on to the next. Okay, I'm seeing the violet flame now. Okay. All right, thanks for all this, your patience with the stops and starts. <laughs> um, okay, so the violet flame. Boy, well, next week we're talking about the violet flame and you're going to lose your mind. It's very exciting. But so what I am... Uh, what happened here was it, they brought me back to this place. Um, it's almost, it's like my special place where I get, um, can access the violet flame maybe. Um, and it's a place that I've been now on two journeys. Um, and they brought me back here in this hypnosis session. So it's kind of, they were giving me more information about it here. And um, because for, for me at this point, I, it was still very unknown why they, this is like a week ago, <laughs> everything's moving so fast. It's very unknown why they wanted me to teach people about the violet flame and what its purposes are, which it has many. And now I've, I've learned a lot about it, um, but from my sessions it's interesting if you guys go look it up you will find some interesting stuff on it um in case you do look it up i just want to give you a heads up that a lot of the information was basically channeled by this um this guy in the 1930s part of the or at least this is when the movement became popularized the i am movement um which is um connected with the violet flame it was channeled by saint germain who is considered by people in this i am movement to be a an ascended master he's got um, connections with the archangels the, this is a kind of this whole movement within the light worker movement this violet flame thing that was popularized in the 30s and so a lot of the literature if you look up i've read a lot of stuff and different books about the violet flame at this point in case you're wondering what I'm doing in my free time. And, um, you know, a lot of it, you know, it's very kind of, what's the word? The way it's written is very kind of like colloquial, 
maybe that's not the right word, old fashioned, um, because it, it was channeled by somebody so long ago, right? I think it was in, shoot, I'm going to mess this up. I think it's maybe in the 18, late 1800s that he was started channeling it, St. Germain. Um, so, you know, it, it's just from a different, a different time, right? The language is, is a little old fashioned, um, but it's really interesting to hear how it, it, this is not a new concept that came up, you know, in the last, since the 1960s, right? When the light worker movement and the new age movement and metaphysical movement kind of took off or started to take off. So you see associated with the coming of the age of Aquarius. Um, but so if you do any research, you know, the wording and the ways that's described, it's very different than the ways that I've been shown how to use it. Um, and what you can do with it. You know, it's very much um, kind of an old-fashioned lens that most of the information about it is um, written in. So I just wanted to say that in case you start doing some some digging on your own. Um, so I just wanted to say that this is where, this is that space um, that they keep taking me back to, where I get to view and, and see the violet flame. Uh, okay. And now I'm back in this place. Okay. Now I'm back in this. Okay. Here we go. Now I'm back in this place for my journey. Oh, I'm so glad I'm back here. Okay. Let me explain. Let me explain okay. what this looks like. Okay. So it's, it's like a, everything's just like dark. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I feel so good in this. My whole body is like vibrating. Ooh. I, mm-hmm. this place is really cool. Okay. So everything's black and there's like bioluminescent mushrooms everywhere oh and I, I guess we're small okay you're, you're small yeah or the mushrooms are big I don't know oh yeah you know what I mean yeah uh, they're not that big but they're kind of big okay anyway getting tripped up on the mushrooms so but there's this there's they're showing me the violet flame again and it's it's not it doesn't feel like a physical space mm. um feels more oh this is so weird okay 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 imagine this okay imagine somebody just handed you a pair of like goggles yeah all of a sudden when you're looking around everything is you're seeing a different reality or a different right dimension on top of this one okay i'm gonna zoom in on this dimension they're showing So imagine you have these goggles on and it's black. Yeah. But everything else is like bioluminescent. Uh, like all the objects around you, everything right, right. that you would normally be seeing. Yeah. Are, are like glowing purple and okay. like luminescent colored stuff. Okay. So that's what it feels like. And this is, that's Got what it. it feels like. But it feels like it's, if I took that filter off, mm. it would look different. It would look like a normal. Right, right. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. Just so, like you've got x-ray vision kind of in your. Yeah. But it's like extra dimensional vision or yeah, something yeah. weird. Okay. So that's where I am. Um, and they're showing me, yeah, they're showing me the violet flame again. And it feels like a little fairy party. Oh. Like this was the, okay, this is the. Because this is when they were telling me about the ancient Orion magic. Oh, okay. It was before, a week ago, we were in this space. Um, 
Maybe let's see if there's anything they else they want to show you here within the space yeah. and teach you. Yeah. Okay, so let me zoom in on the flame. Um, it's something that we can carry with us anywhere. The flame? Mm. Uh, they're just giving me some information, so I'm just going to kind of dump it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can bring it. We can use it to light our way. Uh, mm. Mm. The dark. Mm -hmm. And we use it to see what's already there. Um, whatever that means. I see. Yeah, like it kind of can bring you into this place, maybe extra dimensional. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to skip a little bit of this part of the session um, where I talk about how or learn how to use the violet flame because they've been very explicit with me that um, it's, while it is um, free use, you know, the information is free use for everybody, it's really important that you have the intention to work with it and that it's, um, it's not something that you just kind of hand out like candy. You know, it's like you you really have to uh, have the intention to work with it and want to work with it for the right reasons. So I'm going to skip some of the stuff where they tell me how to use it. Um, and then we'll we'll cut back in because that will I will make sure that that's available um, as I'm kind of aggregating and collecting all of this information about how to work with it. It will become accessible um, in the future. <laughs> I'm still very much learning. Uh, I learned a lot more yesterday, but there's still a lot more to learn for me. So I don't want to like just give out drips of information. I, I want to make sure I understand the full picture before I start um, teaching you guys how to work with it. Anything else you can know about the Violet Flame? Mm, yeah, I was just feeling how weird it feels to be a bug for a second. Uh, really gross i need to not think about that okay okay uh, and now we're back and it's like oh i'm seeing the bubble again okay they showed me a bubble before and they showed this bubble to me in relation to who, my soul and who i am and like protecting me um the the fire bubble no it's a different bubble it's um, just a bubble. it's like a force field i see and they showed it to me about me and about, like, my Your son. And oh. my, like, there's something weird here. Okay, so that I'm supposed to be protected for some reason. But I'm seeing a little, now I'm seeing a little purple crystal. Okay. Um, Can it protect you or? It's, I'm, like, holding it now as a human. I just grabbed it and I'm holding it. The purple crystal mm -hmm. are you in the same space still i'm it's like morphed now i guess i'm not it's more of like they're showing me how to work with it or it's the bug anymore or anything and they're just like it's like me right now in this liminal space yeah and they're showing me how to got it okay let's see what else and there's like this bright light from this crystal and i'm supposed to hold on to it mm. see if there's anything else and the crystal helps connect with the violet flame i guess okay it feels like a chunk of amethyst okay that's how it feels and it can be like a physical representation of like the violet flame 
in this plane, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's like a way to connect or invoke it. Okay, and they're they're just telling me to do the to channel uh, <laughs> another. Like they want me to right now. Act, no, they oh, want okay. me to practice this another time. They just want me to channel. Like they just want me to another time when I have the time to like yeah. go through that process. Right. It's like saying here's here's a way to use this technology further yeah. to get the answers you seek. So mm. you do that with the like meta like meditate and channel with yeah. the crystal and then and yeah. violet flame with me. Right, so right. And get more yeah. information. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Would it be helpful to in hypnosis or just just meditation they i think they want me to do that on my own yeah um, and okay maybe let's I, move oh, on you think you're complete i think it might be complete i don't know if there's anything else let me see okay. How much, what? it's 12 30 so we have a half an hour oh okay so my cat's here sorry <laughs> he just scared the crap out of me <laughs> um here let's just see if any, anything else wants to yeah, we can see if there's any more like visions or if anybody wants to come through. Kingsley <laughs> does. <laughs> Just so you know what what we're laughing about, um, Kingsley, my cat, my 16 and a half year old cat, who's kind of senile and eccentric, uh, he he decided that he wanted to jump onto my chest while we were doing this session and would not leave us alone uh, for the rest of the session. So, yeah. So Kings, Kingsley's, he wanted to be involved. Uh, so, and now I believe I'm going to start trying, attempting to channel my future incarnation. Um, I'm going to explain so that you kind of understand the challenges I was having Um I'm realize, I realize now at the time I didn't really get it that because she is telepathic and this whole council, you know, that she's connected with, because they're telepathic, um, there's no voice that comes through, right? I'm used to Mark Cara, who has a personality and a, a voice, you know, because she, she's less telepathic. So she can kind of come through and be like a human, right? Or like, you know, if you go back and listen to a lot of my other sessions with my clients, you know, you can really tell how physical a, uh, a, um, a different incarnation is or a parallel is because of how much personality comes through, right? So for example, Anru um, is very, you know, has a lot of personality, right? Because Anru is a lot more, you know, is a fourth density being from, um, the Milky Way, right? So there's, they can connect with their human a lot easier and sound more human, right? Whereas uh, these mantis beings, because of how telepathic they are, there's no voice came, that comes through. When she, the first time when she tried to do a voice, I mentioned this last week, in my very first journey when I met her and she tried to do a voice and, and it sounded like a, I mentioned it sounded like Wakandan because she was like trying to, she's like, what does a human sound like here? Uh, like, <laughs> like a regal, 
a powerful mystical voice so she that's the voice she put on you know so but that, that was her her trying trying to connect with me as a human because think of how wide the gap is between me this little person uh in this 3d world here and and her and how big of a communication gap there is it's a massive gap so I really had to versus you know me and Markara it's a lot smaller of a gap a lot smaller which is intentional you know um, that's why she has been the main being that I channel um and more info on her next week she's not going anywhere uh there's a lot of cool stuff I, I can't wait to share but um that's why this channeling part felt really really clunky what you'll hear me do is um I get into the channeling state and then they just started showing me a lot of stuff. And so then I was trying to explain what I was seeing, but I was I was kind of trying to do it in third person a little bit because that's what I'm used to doing, but it didn't feel right. So I kind of stopped doing that and then just started relaying what I was saying and seeing instead of um, trying to speak as if I'm her because the way that I channel her is so very, very different than any other being I've ever channeled. Give, um, answer some questions. Yeah, they're showing me the ant again. It's this, uh, and they're showing me my shoulder. Okay. Uh, do they have any messages about that? I don't know. I'm like, my brain is really interfering right now. Let me, let me just Maybe quiet just... for a sec and see if anything comes through. Yeah, take a few breaths, deep breaths. All the way into your belly and feel the back of your body sinking into the couch, the pillow. As you're heavy in this space. Okay. This um, ant thing they're showing me doesn't feel, it feels, doesn't feel negative. Okay. Um... Okay. I'm seeing it to my right. Okay. And it's like, I feel it like touching my shoulder, like not in real time. Yeah. yeah. They're showing me and what it feels like in my body. Um, mm-hmm. Real time, but you know. And it doesn't feel negative, but I, uh, Okay, so a little more context around this ant thing, because this is important. And this is kind of ties into the lesson that they were trying to teach me <laughs> about all this is that um, so that was that was the the bug that I saw in my two journeys where I got a flash of it the first time and it freaked me out. Second time I saw it, it was doing something to my shoulder. I felt it and it freaked me the fuck out. And I just that was when during this journey I just stopped everything and I yelled out to Archangel Michael I was like get this fucking thing away from me what is happening and then it stopped um and I didn't hear from it until the session again but um so here's here's the joke here's the funny thing to all this uh they they got me good let's just say that um they 
not not in a malicious way, but I had a lesson to learn here. It's all kind of funny, and hilarious now actually. Is that um, you guys? I have talked at at length over and over and over and over and over again, trying to beat into your guys's head um, that we are and done workshops around this, all this stuff that we need to when we get information when we're in hypnosis or whenever or we're dreaming or we're having a vision or we're having anything where we're we're getting information that is passing through our our the filter of our consciousness from another place or another being that we um we need to realize how our own and see how our own filters and this is a lot of what we're going to be doing in shadow school is how our own filters affect how we view the information coming through right and how this is how things got weird with earth council when it was like became all about the darkness and all this stuff and um that was a huge lesson for me and so here i am telling you guys you know to make sure that you check yourself right as information comes through because it's all based on your own biases a confirmation bias and negative bias okay all these things that are very human that affect our how we perceive information we're getting as we're channeling okay or in hypnosis sessions or wherever so uh you know I had been on my soapbox about that for months basically <laughs> but uh they they found my weak spot I guess uh, or I not they I found my weak spot which is that I don't like bugs bugs scare me and freak me out like I mentioned. And so in the journeys, when I, the way that my brain was interpreting the information I was getting was that they were these like evil space bugs. And I was like freaking out. I had, you know, I had this journey and then, um, I was on a high for like a day, you know, the, the second one where I found out more about the violet flame and who I am and all this stuff, like a little bit about that. Um, didn't know I was bug yet. And then, um, but then this thing kept nagging at me, which was those space bugs that I kept seeing. And then I was like, oh no, what if, you know, and then my brain started going into these like what ifs and started getting to the space of like, oh no, we have to learn how to fight the bad space bugs and we're going to use the violet flame to fight the bad, <laughs> the evil. <laughs> I totally went to that. I went to that place. I went to that place and I was in that place for, uh, until the session. So like five days maybe. And I was feeling so nervous and so scared of what I was supposed to, like what I was supposed to be learning and teaching you guys. And like, oh no, there's another danger. There's something out there that's going to get us in the dark, you know, <laughs> we're in hypnosis, right? This is my biggest, my biggest fear. Um, because, you know, I don't ever want to lead you guys into something to put you in danger. Um, and you know, this is one of the themes that came up with a lot of the earth council stuff. I was like, Oh God, what were they, were they right? What's going on? You know, uh, I'm just being very candid right now because there's a lesson for all of us here. Uh, and, um, so then my brain started <laughs> confirmation bias and negative bias both started happening completely unchecked. You know, I started Googling stuff. I started I went down some weird fucking rabbit holes about um, about insectoids 
and mantis beings. And um, this was before I knew I was a mantis. And this is why it's even more, like, why it was even more shocking to me to find out I was one. Because, um, so all, there's, it's really interesting. There's actually, (laughs) the rabbit holes I went down. I ended up on a a Reddit, a subreddit, and uh, that is dedicated to um, uh, mantis beings that people experience during expanded states of consciousness that they have, that they have interactions with. Um, and it's a, I think it's like subreddit slash mantis, mantis encounters or something. If you look it up, you can find it. It's, an, it's really interesting. And somebody organized historically in literature and in, um, as well as just personal experiences that were, anecdotes and stuff a whole document that shows from the 1930s how um when people uh and even actually i think they showed there's one from the 1500s too um that was in an old book where people kept seeing um having these encounters with mantis beings when they were on dmt or mushrooms or ayahuasca uh or in regressions um hypnosis regressions and how these encounters were always kind of the same they're very similar uh, a lot of them and how based off of who was getting the information how it could be interpreted as positive or negative right to some people they were scary and um, doing you know maybe um, negative things to other people you know they experienced them as very loving um and so it it, so i had i had literally gone through that whole document and read every single account before the session and was like oh god what am i going to find out about these these space bugs i was so nervous going into this um turns out they're not well you'll hear me address this um, when I'm channeling, they showed me why some of these encounters with mantises are negative and some of them are positive. So um, I'll tell you, they're very similar to the, the Zetas in that way, um, except that I would say that most of the mantises are um, very positive advanced beings. So I explain all of this here um, in the in the next moment, but I wanted to bring that up because it's, it's so <laughs> relevant. They... I will tell you after this session, they they thought it was um, they thought it was pretty funny that I not not in a like haha type of a way, just in, like it was they're giggling about how um, I I got tricked by my own thing <laughs> in that like. I got so scared of the darkness that I started to see darkness around me. And this was the thing I had to face. This is the alienness card, right? And I had to face this fear of bugs because they're so different than humanoid alien species that are not scary to me at all. So just by the fact that they are bugs and they're so different from me is why I experience them as negative, even though they're, they're not the ones that I've had encounters with are extremely obviously if you've listened to this until now they're all very positive so that was their funny joke i guess um 
and a great lesson for me that not even I'm not, you know, I'm not immune to this either. We always have to keep keep things in check and look at things neutrally instead of assume the worst or assume, you know, put on rose colored glasses and assume the best. We have to stay neutral while we while we learn about all this stuff so that we don't get swept up in either the darkness or try to gaslight ourselves, right? So I'm um I'm happy that I I guess I had the I pulled the courage card too as a Lyran card. Um, I, I was able to kind of face the, see, investigate and see what this is all about. And um, I will tell you more about what it's all about in a couple episodes, but um, it's all, it's not negative. I will tell you that. It's all very positive. So <laughs> now you get to hear me channel a bit of information in a really clunky way about the positive mantids and the negative ones. Should we maybe see if anyone wants to come through and we can try to answer some questions or ask some questions? Maybe. I feel like we're going to get the most. Okay. The best information. Well, you know, I could give it a try. Let me see. Why not? We're okay. here. Um, just give me a minute to get into the channeling. Sure. I'll let you know if I think it's going to work or not. Okay. <clears throat> Okay, I'm here. I just need to get my brain to, I'll be able to switch in. I just need to get my brain to like chill out. Mm -hmm. Just let go. Allow Monet to take a back seat. As the thoughts melt away. There's no rush or no pressure. Okay, you can give it a try. Okay. Can you tell us a bit about the mantis beings, if they're negative or positively oriented? Um, <clears throat> yes. So just like the spectrum of humans and other beings that you're familiar with, uh, the mantids also experience a, um, a spectrum of orientation. Mm -hmm. and so there are some that are extremely positive and benevolent like you experience today. Mm -hmm. There are also, because of their ad advanced nature as a species, there are some that have that split off uh, from the the benevolent ones similar to the case of the, the Zetas mm -hmm. in that there are some that uh, split off that do not represent um, the whole. Uh, they don't represent the intention of um, the, the species as a whole. Right. And those, and um, whereas when you think of the Zetas, the level of intellect that the Zetas um, we're able to to reach intellect isn't the right word consciousness capability awareness consciousness if they're like here you can put them the mantids are like way here so uh -huh. here's, here's why i'm bringing this up is because in this okay if a human spectrum of positive and negative is from here to here mm -hmm. and maybe a zeta 
is from here to here. And as far as like advancement, there's, there's, they're really similar. Right. You know, um, yeah. you can think of the mantids as it's like this uh, so spectrum can be much more positive can also be uh, much more negative mm -hmm. because the negative ones are so much more capable. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So they are more um, because of their advancement. And abilities. Yeah. And abilities. Um, they can be capable of things that the Zetas are not capable of. Right. That makes and sense. So, so that's why you see such a variety of experiences from people who have encountered us. Some of them have, some of them are quite scary um, yeah. but it's because of in in our evolution um hmm. there was a split at one point where they began to grow apart um hmm. and grow separately if that makes sense yeah that makes sense their own desires and intentions right. okay and witness today was a the very positive ones okay they just shared something with me as i was listening to this um that i want to mention is um the ones that are the negative ones even though they're more advanced their development and their evolution and their spiritual development was stunted uh, because when they split off from the you know more positive race uh for their own kind of gain um they that that stunted that was basically as far as they could go so these positive ones are actually like they're light <laughs> what a goofy metaphor they're light light years away um and as far as um their advancement as a species i guess because they they did not get stunted by the choice to uh be in service of self because that was a conscious choice that these mantids made the negatively oriented ones which stunted them in their evolution um and which is much like the zetas you know the space pirates if you go back and listen to the zeta episode you'll hear all about this um if you haven't but how <laughs> the zeta space pirates how those ones who who broke off were um they were also stunted um and weren't able to advance as a species and um, integrate and all that good stuff integrate polarity uh it's just that okay they're showing me more stuff so this with the zetas it's almost like there's a, a ceiling as of as how much they could advance to they're very much more genetically similar to humans we are very 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 similar to zetas which is why they're you know why there are so many abductions and stuff um that have happened with them because our dna is very similar to theirs whereas the mantas are just it's just apples and oranges, totally different ballgame. Okay, let's keep going. They're a glimpse into their world, our world. Yeah, for sure. Is that you then? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Monique. Like half, half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very, very weird. Uh, it's Monet is saying that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she knows. Um, she already knows. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Let's see. You can you again okay let me see um, okay yeah okay okay what are your questions um can you give us any information about why monet was seeing that one biting her shoulder 
I think Monet is going to interfere too much on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, if not, it's okay. Yeah, it's still, it's, it's like, I feel it right now. Or if it's an implant or it just, a yeah. implant, is it be a positive implant or a positive connection? And if not, then we can just move on. Yeah, let's, let's move on because that information is going to come through. Um, when Monet can get herself out of the land. Yeah, yeah, okay. She'll know the answer to that. Yeah. Do you know, let's maybe go to the Violet Flame. Can you mm -hmm. tell us a bit about that and if it has anything to do with Orion, or I guess it was about Orion and... Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> um okay let me see if i can get a stronger connection again once again. yeah maybe kingsley likes the mantids <laughs> he does oh god that's it okay monique i'm kind of uh, I'm yeah like, but they're showing me um the ones with the purple robes yeah mm -hmm. mantids yeah, I'm going to say that the ones in the purple, that's okay. This just sounds bonkers, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I've been saying this over and over again in my head. It's, I'm, Monet is here back again. Okay. But they're, um, it just sounds weird. They're showing me that the, the ones, that's how you can, when you're in these spaces and they, and they, you see them, you can tell if they're a positive, like if they're a positively oriented one. By what they're wearing okay if they're wearing a purple robe they're positive okay and um that because in certain because that's a common thing is there's ones wearing uniforms and there's ones wearing purple robes but you can the ones wearing the purple robes work are the benevolent ones okay uh, that makes sense yeah and it has something to do with the purple crystals i don't know there's yeah. a purple line yet okay um i'll just keep asking questions and then okay and we'll just um, see where yeah what is monet supposed to teach the humans right now mm, let's see if i can channel again okay here's what's happening okay she's telling me that i'm having a I'm I'm having a harder time main uh I need to get used to maintaining this connection with her. Uh yeah. And it's so strange because it feels so different. Yeah. Um, Markara is a piece of cake. Um, I see. Because she's a lot more similar to me, I guess. I see. And as she kind of shows me her her thing every once in a while like like she shows me her essence and i'm able to like tap into it and it's mm -hmm. feel her energy i'm very familiar with her energy she's right. saying that i need to start feeling like understanding what the mantis energy feels like and that okay. Helps. okay and she's showing me that i can go okay that's okay she's showing she's telling me that the reason why they showed me um here i'm just gonna take this off that's ah, right okay <laughs> um because i'm gonna uh, i can close the the session afterwards yeah. just see if anything else comes in for a minute but um there's sh she's she was telling me that they she showed me that memory that seemed very random that can like show me um 
like the flower place that's like my and the the first place they showed me yeah fairy house like I can basically I can come to those places to experience their energy to help got it mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. yeah I don't the yeah I don't know yeah, yeah. and then they kind of acquaint me with them today. yeah that makes sense and then I can do some more work on opening my connection to right the, god damn it I don't like bugs <laughs> they were so they sounded so lovely just pretend you're in a bug Lovely. I feel I was like trying to get you know good information but um, (laughs) I was like okay I don't think I'm not sure if this is gonna work asking about your shoulder but I was like you know I wanted to try to get to the juicy questions but yeah no I think they just wanted to like initiate me into their world so that like yeah that makes sense because it's freaky to me and I don't like bugs yeah (laughs) so they're like (laughs) easing me into it yeah that makes sense all right well okay (laughs) but all for me (laughs) definitely not as cool as okay no I don't want to insult anybody okay never mind I can be more with cats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So is this the lady that's kind of been with you? Does it feel like the same? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think she's like, um, yeah, because I kept, sh- it's like they kept picking all these different ways to show her. Oh, but right. It's until I found one that I connected with. Yeah. But I could feel her and it's so weird. Okay. Because there's this one thing that they're showing me that I couldn't like quite articulate was that I'm um God, what the fuck is so weird. they showed me what the feeling of being a bug is mm. and it's a feeling I felt that I feel sometimes when I'm in is strange but when I'm in like theta mm. and I felt it since I was like a kid oh and they're like that feeling is that connection to her and to that is like I see I know what it feels like to be a bug and it's a weird feeling. And, and mm. every sense, it's like almost an extra sense. I can't explain it. It's huh. so, almost like an extra sense. Interesting. Oh, yeah. If you have five senses, I've got this other sense. Hmm. It's like I feel into yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. I feel like we need a, a couple follow-ups. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I'm gonna have to rewatch or re-listen to that. That was yeah. a, that okay. Yeah, that was just really weird. Yeah, I think that's what's okay. So I think that's okay. She's talking to me now again. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, it's about how they are not from here. They're from another dimension or something. Mm-hmm. Dimension, and that's where all these places are. There, and it's like a, it's not here because that's why I just kept and so because of that I have connection like I that's where my multi-dimensional connection comes from right them and their world what the fuck does that have to do with Orion I feel like maybe it's like two different things or like maybe the Orion and Violet Flame is just something different that you're like to help you know Mm -hmm. teach you like when you are going through these multi-dimensional like 
Yeah, it does feel different because, yeah, because, oh, that's true. Because when I was in that space, I didn't feel like a bug. Right, right. And after that, I was just, I was, I was seeing myself as the human. So maybe it's like me as the like fairy thing is what it felt like because there's, they, yeah, I think those are two different things. Right. I think it's like, you know, when you're connecting to this multidimensional mantid being and then traveling through whatever space and time and dimensions and expanding then you can use these this flame and whatever the dragon and stuff to help protect you and and then yeah I think that's like I think what it okay because it felt the stuff going through space that all felt very physical yeah I mean like I am a being in physicality I'm this bug thing yeah. But then as soon as we got into, and all the places felt very physical. Yeah. Till I got to back to that place in the dark where everything shifted. Right. And that feels like a different place and maybe a different topic, if that right. makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, or is it can you teach? No, it makes sense. And then, like, also, like, what you can teach people, maybe, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's the other thing is before I saw the spaceship and before I started doing all the stuff as the bug. Yeah. She's going to be mad now. I'm calling her the bug. <laughs> My nickname for her. When I was the bug. Um, okay, now she's telling me something else. All right. When I see myself as in that dark place. Yeah. With the stuff, that that's my higher self. Oh. Yeah. So it's just a different... And that higher self is extra dimensional and it's in a different, and so, cause this time when I was going, it was weird when I was going, so before I saw the spaceship, when I like went, because this happened in the last hypnosis session I did too. And this is the place I go to in journeys, which is, I mean, there's a few places that I kind of come back to, but it's like this, everything is it's not this dimension. It's it's kind of like how I explained to you with the filters. Yeah, yeah. Where um, it was like that I right mean, until, until right before I got in the spaceship and realized I was a bug. Yeah. And then that was when it was like physicality, normal life, mm-hmm. whatever. And then until after the flower. And then I was in that space. And then it was like the filters were on again. Right. And yeah. I was and then, and it was my higher self then. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So I feel like I messed up. You were like channeling and then I was like, should I try to get the juicy question or like, Oh no, no. I think, (laughs) Oh, I don't, I got distracted thing while I was channeling. Oh, Kingsley was, Oh, it's Kingsley. (laughs) He's like Monet enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay. Because I feel like I, I need to, take time to acclimate yeah to to how how learn how to channel a different being right so fucking different than just the energy so different than lyrans yeah yeah um if that makes sense yeah so i don't know that was really weird my hypnosis sessions are getting so much weirder <laughs> but i think it's because i'm like opening up to that uh, yeah dimensional stuff yeah it doesn't feel as linear um right interesting okay that was just our little post session debrief 
uh, that I want to let you guys hear. So now I apologize for how long this podcast is. I know I haven't, I mean, this is a pretty beefy one, but the I wanted to give you guys more <laughs> information now um, about who the mantises are. Okay, so, and it's just, it, it all made sense. It's one of the, and how funny it is too, when, when I was looking up this information about who the mantises are before I realized I was one, <laughs> uh, how I, it was like my brain only saw, came across negative things. Um, you know, even though I knew there were positive ones because of the fear, how it really, skewed what I was even what information I was finding um I think there's a really good uh or there's an episode where I kind of talk about this if you ever want to go listen to the episode um with uh Alexander James where we talk about um the (laughs) the Gucci gang that keeps coming up um he had a similar experience so you know it's it's whatever lens we're looking through is what kind of shows shows us what what we see um and then sometimes we have to peel that and face it right this was me kind of healing and facing my fear of um this type of of being right um and it makes so much sense why they had me talk to my lyran selves first because i love obviously you guys know i love cats so that was like an easy leap for me to make <laughs> at the time this is harder so uh i'm going to i want to tell you now i'm just going to info dump to all you guys about um, what more about the mantises so this is stuff that i found afterwards and it all comes full circle it's really really interesting so okay so here's what i'll tell you so after my starseed awakening where I connected with my past Lyra and self, learned about the destruction of Lyra. And at that time, how lonely I felt and how confused. Um, You know, I'm kind of going through that again in ways where, you know, it's like, who can you talk to about this stuff? And I'm sure you guys can relate to that. Um, It it can be very isolating and confusing and... um, when I was kind of going through that the first time, when I learned about all the Lyran stuff, I was desperate to find information about, like, did I make all this up? It was I, it, it, but it felt so real and I felt there's so many emotions attached to it. I couldn't have made it up. Right. And then I went and I found um, some, I was able to scour the internet and I came across Debbie Solaris, who is a, an, a galactic Akasha records reader, um, who also has a, affinity for galactic history and I stumbled across her website you can look her up she's cool uh where there was information about the Lyra Draco war and the attack and there was like the same exact um verbiage uh the some of the things I said in the session and that was so validating for me when I felt like I was going insane so this time I was able to actually, I came across all this full circle, really cool stuff about the mantises. So first I'll tell you Debbie's take on it, um, which, you know, hers is kind of through the viewpoint of Antares. I don't, I haven't really talked a whole lot about this. So Antares uh, is the brightest star in the constellation of Scorpio. I'm reading off of her website. I'll try to link these in the show notes here. 
um, if you want to read more. And it is, you know, she's saying that this is where some of the the insectoids come from. Um, you know, I'm, I'm learning, you know, I, I feel like that is probably where they, some of them, you know, they're, they're not isolated to one area. I'm pretty sure that's where some of them are. Uh, and so let me just read this here, here, here. So this is interesting. During the separation of the Milky Way from the Andromeda galaxy, the very first Stargate in our Milky Way galaxy was created, which was the Antares, Antares Stargate. Antares was created to be a star por portal that connected the Andromeda galaxy to the Milky Way galaxy. Through this portal, many etheric or non-physical beings from the Andromeda galaxy arrived in the new Milky Way galaxy to begin the new cosmic experimentation into more physical reality. Um, and kind of talks about that Stargate and I was like, oh, maybe the Stargate, maybe that's what I passed through, right? I, uh, that wormhole <laughs> experience. So that was, that was, you know, confirmed a few things. Um, but then... Or at least maybe not confirmed, but it was like, okay, yeah, I can get on board with that. That makes sense. Um, but it felt like there's there's more to uncover. So then here's where things went full circle. Okay. So one of the very first people I discovered when after my starseed awakening, my very first hypnosis session, the person who facilitated that session for me she suggest she suggested that I listen to this one lady's YouTube and uh, her YouTube videos. Who does light? Who she does light language? She's very old school. Her name is Jacqueline Smith. You can look her up too. I'll try to link to her. Um, she's very old school. Um, you know, when I say that, it's not like you know a lot of the kind of like uh, you know she's how do how do I want to say this? Um, you know, there's a lot of people that maybe are in this, the starseed movement who maybe use a big, you know, they use Instagram and have thousands and thousands of followers and they're, you know, they're very, I would consider them maybe more newer to the, to the scene and, um, in certain ways, but she's, she's been around, um, her website, you know, she doesn't have, I don't think she has social media. She's kind of hard to find. Um, so this woman, Jacqueline Smith, um, I, I was Googling these mantis beings and, uh, she came up. So, okay. So here's the crazy part. This is the crazy thing. When I, after I did my very first hypnosis session ever, and the, the person who facilitated sent me a link to one of her videos where she was speaking light language, different types of light language from different species. And I was so excited because I was like, oh, I get to see her do Lyran. I wonder, you know, it was like she was doing a few different ones. And I was so excited because I was like, I, I can't wait to hear hear Lyran's. And that's going to make me feel so good. You know, I was like, thought I was going to speak to my soul. <laughs> and so she went through all of them. Didn't, you know, didn't say which ones were which at the time. Uh, in the video, I'll have to try to find the video. Um, and then she gets to one 
And I just started tearing up. Like I started, I was listening to her speak light language and I was just, I felt like crying. It felt so beautiful. I felt so much love. I felt so much love. And it just, it went straight into my soul. And um, I just was tearing up. I, I might have even started bawling. I don't even, I don't remember. I was just really emotional about it because I felt so loved and I couldn't explain it. And then I find out, you know, she's, she was saying which, the order of what the different beings that she channeled or did the light language for. And that one was the mantis beings. And at the time I was like, that's so weird. I feel absolutely no connection to the mantids, like none. And I haven't literally until now <laughs> because my, because my human subconscious doesn't like bugs. So anyway, I, uh, I just remember that really vividly. I actually took one of her courses, which was how to communicate telepathically with star beings. This is years. This is like three years ago or something, two and a half years ago. I don't even know. Um, but anyway, I'm looking up at, I'm looking up the mantids and she comes up and she has a whole ebook about the mantis beings. And, uh, because this maybe might be some foreshadowing here. See if you guys can figure it out yet. If you haven't already. Um, so she's a hybrid and she is um, part of her hybrid um, self is is manted, like a huge amount of that. And when I say hybrid, I'm going to do a deep dive on hybrids soon. Um, it's kind of a, a big, long conversation that I need to have another time. But, um, you know, it's like basically it would be having non-human DNA, right? And so she, um, she's a hybrid and she has all this info, you know, all this information about the mantis, the mantises and what they've showed, shown her. So, and you can look her up on YouTube. She's got a lot of talks about it and there's this one document. So I'm actually going to read from the document. Um, and then after that, I'm going to, since this might be a little long, but I think it's really worth reading. It'll tell you a lot, um, so I'm going to read a bit from this Mantis um, ebook, and then I'm going to read something from another person <laughs> who explains about Mantis starseeds um, that just connected so many dots for me as well. All right, I'm going to read what I think is relevant, but I, f I find that a lot of this stuff really rings true to me and is makes a lot of things in this session that you just listened to make sense. Okay, so all of this information comes to her from her personal experiences with these mantids and channeling them. Okay, so where do mantises live? The origins of mantises are based in various interdimensional folds or spaces. And so I will tell you, this is all stuff that I found after this session. So it did not influence the session at all. Um, as the cosmos evolved and the Milky Way galaxy came into being, they began to exist in Andromeda, Orion, and Sombrero galaxy star systems, as well as others which are beyond what humans can identify. Many mantises live 
in the higher interdimensional spaces since they are an ancient race. They are highly evolved beings and can move in and out of dimensions with great ease. Also, mantis beings work in dimensions and beyond dimensions that humans cannot begin to understand or comprehend. All of this is incredibly humbling. Humanity is one thread in the tapestry of the all. Reading this just made everything make so much sense for me because of how hard it was it's been to comprehend some of the stuff I'm seeing now and how different it is for me um, as a human. So collective consciousness. So this is really important. And this is, I will, I will tell you why. Um, so this is part of what they want us to learn. Um, and I'll tell you my take on that in a minute. Mantises are a collective. They're all telepathically linked and know what each other thinks and feels. They're able to share thoughts, experiences, and whatever else they desire to share with one another. Even though they are connected telepathically, they are still individuals having their own personal experiences, and they each have different tasks which they perform to best serve the collective. Their main focus is on supporting the cosmos energetically, as well as supporting various star races throughout the cosmos. So this is this is not include the negatively oriented ones that got stunted. These are the positively oriented ones. Creation. There are various councils of mantids who joined with other councils of star beings to create the cosmos. Mantis beings sang their beautiful frequency songs and sounds of light as artists to help create the cosmos. They are one of the key races who created the cosmos and they timelessly continue to do so. We could say the cosmos is a web of sound and light woven together, always evolving. I'm going to skip over a little bit here. Description of mantis. I always enjoy communicating with mantises. They are highly intelligent and also express a wide variety of emotions. When I see a mantis etherically and quasi-physically, they are about eight or nine feet tall, but they can range in height. I've also communicated with mantises who are three to four feet tall. Other mantises working in other dimensions can be the size of a city block or larger. So this, this kind of explains why all this, the everything, the scale of things was so confusing for, <laughs> for me in uh, that home that I was in. Uh, mantis beings look similar to a praying mantis. They have six appendages like a praying mantis. They do not have claws on any of their appendages. They have extra joints and their hands and long fingers bend downward. They are bipedal and walk upright on two appendages. Um, I love looking into their beautiful, large black eyes. There are some mantid hybrid races with almond shaped eyes. There's white ones who guide councils. Um, I've also seen some of the white mantis females who guide councils with large shimmering silver eyes. Remember I saw, I saw her with like these iridescent eyes. Um, they have a triangular shaped face. There are various hybrid species of mantis who appear to me as different colors which is their frequency they also have third eye lasers literal directed beams of their intentionalized energy which are used for healing levitating objects shifting energies interdimensionally and other tasks mantises move in a fluid way with grace they also don't need to eat they are nourished by sound and light explains a lot about my relationship with food 
Uh, mantis beings are referred to as insectoids by humans, but that is simply a classification created by humans in our current knowledge of only Earth species. They are not insectoids, but that's all humans can compare them to. How mantises communicate. Mantis beings can communicate with varied frequencies of clicking as well as with high-frequency sounds, which is their star language. The different hybrid races of mantis speak different kinds of dialects depending on where they reside. Um... I am going to skip over a bunch of stuff. Roles mantis beings play. Part of the role of mantis beings is to bring about order from what seems like chaos to humans. From their perspective, chaos doesn't truly exist. Mantises ex assist with the evolutionary process. This includes assisting with other beings, universes, worlds, and star systems. They are true co-creators and alchemists. Remember that for later. <laughs> the key focus of their work is with sound, light, and color as frequencies. Mantises are excellent at transmuting imbalances what human... Oh. Sorry, something just clicked for me here. What humans would think of as dark and light energies. Uh, they Also, they can project their frequencies into any universe they want to in order to assist in some way. Mantis beings are focused on keeping cosmic energies in harmony, and if they feel energies are discordant in some way, they can assist in bringing balance and harmony into those dimensions and realms. They view the cosmos as a symphony. Um, since mantis love their work, they do it with zest and style. They are exuberant and express joy like a five-year-old, yet are clear and in tune with the bigger picture of things. Mantises can see the details as well as see things from an expanded, higher perspective. They possess a wisdom that serves them and all of creation well. There, here we go. <laughs> Here's the juicy stuff. There are mantises who reside in higher interdimensional spaces who oversee the mantis councils who work with Earth, as well as other planets, star systems, and universes. They can be referred to as overseers or guardians. These beings offer spiritual guidance to the councils. Okay, the council guys, <laughs> the elders um, that I mentioned, you know, last couple weeks, they're a council of mantis beings. Uh, the way that I see them is they're not really so much in physicality. They're, they look more like light beings. Um, I've been, okay, let me keep, keep going here. The Mantis Collective cares about what is happening to Earth's environment. They often come to those who are doing environmental work, but they also support artists in every genre and those who care about the greater good for everyone. Ah, okay, interesting. I have, I have a whole fresh perspective now based off of my session yesterday on some of the stuff. Creating grids. Mantises have been assisting with creating and setting into motion basic energetic grids for star systems, planets, worlds, and dimensions. They actually create other universes, star systems, planets, worlds, dimensions, and living beings. Mantises, along with other beings, assisted with creating the grids for Earth. Oh, I got the chills. Okay. They understand the full spectrum of creation. These highly evolved beings helped set up the cosmic grids along with other councils of star beings. They simply set their intention in order to create, and then we could say they literally sing their frequencies, which sings universes into existence. 
Everything is created from sound, frequency, and light. They proceed to bring these energies into physical existence with whatever density they choose. Uh, I just have to say, in my first journey, or in, sorry, my second journey with her, okay, the one from last week, I'm getting them all confused. She was showing me, I'll have to, I'm going to teach this at some point, um, but she was showing me how this all looked. She showed me all of this and how how creation worked and where they exist outside of creation. It's fucking wild. Um, I will, but I need visuals to explain it. So I'll have to save that for later. Uh, mantis beings are an ancient race. And even though they are one of the most highly evolved races, they, along with the rest of creation, are continuing to evolve. These beings help to create and watch over the cosmic grids. They also assist with integrating timelines and interdimensional frequencies. Okay, this, um, I'm not going to read the entire thing here. I'm just going, I'm just skipping around to the most relevant stuff because this is a whole book. Genetic Codes and Evolutions, or a document, I guess, manuscript. Mantises are masters of genetic codes and at creating, sorry, just got really excited. They showed me how all of this works yesterday. Uh, Mantises are masters of genetic codes and at creating holographic energy bodies that then can manifest into form or quasi-physical manifestation or non-physical expression. This applies not only to creating other beings, but also other universes, star systems, and dimensions. This is a big part of their work. Um, they, after helping to set universes, planets, oops, sorry, I just knocked up. In, ran into my mic. Uh, planets, stars, and star systems into motion, they step back to let them evolve on their own. This is all part of the creative evolutionary process and is done from a sense of play. They also care deeply about all species on Earth and Earth herself. They help support Earth and all beings in and around Earth with their frequencies in positive ways. These frequencies help maintain balance in the electromagnetic fields of Earth and beyond. Um, there's a bit about their starships. You can always read this. I'll try to link to it. Interdimensional travel. <laughs> this is funny. Uh, mantis, mantis have the ability to set their intention to and travel to whatever dimension or interdimensional space they wish to travel to. They, um, without a ship, they often travel in an oval force field of pure white light which they create with intention and then jump to their destination in a flash, faster than the speed of light. Mantis beings are masters with interdimensional travel. I have more I want to say on that, but I'm going to save it for other time. Alliances with other races. Um, basically, they have alliances with a lot of other races uh, that assist humanity. There are people on Earth who have connections with the mantis race and who have mantis frequency in their original star DNA. Um, praying mantises on earth that they're, um, the, the ones we see on our planet. Um, I've, I've, I've read a few places that they were gifts from the mantises. Um, uh, this is interesting. Many different species of mantis. I've been communicating with at least eight different hybrid races of mantis. I refer to each group as colors since I can see their colors and feel the energies of who they are. For example, there are black, white, pink, golden tan, neon blue, purple, green, rainbow mantis, and others. Each carries their own vibration color. Him. 
when I communicate with them, I, yeah, 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 okay. Um, the ones I communi communicate with are kind, loving, and gentle. Uh, matriarchal, matriarchal culture, this is really important too. Um, you'll understand why with the next session. Most mantis cultures are matriarch matriarchal. That's a hard word. There, there is a female mantis who guides the rest of the council. In some groups, the matriarch and a male guide the, count, the group. Um, we could see them as royalty, and the female mantis could be compared to a queen. And in groups where there are male guides, the males could be viewed as king. Every, everyone is equal. Remember when I saw when I saw myself and it was like a queen bee thing. I saw something on her crown. So there's some there's something there with that. I haven't quite figured out her title though. She gave me she gave me some words I could use, but I'm gonna I'm gonna wait <laughs> to share those. Yeah, um, have been seeing. Uh, I oh so funny. I've I've seen some of the female mantis beings wear what looks like a crown above their heads. Some crowns look like sparkling diamonds in sunlight. There is an energetic crown of mantis frequencies. Oh, here's funny too. Some mantises wear, I swear to God, I did not read this until after my session. Some mantises wear different kinds of robes. Also, some of them wear pendants around their necks. Um, so I always see her in a purple robe. And remember, she mentioned that that's how we know that the ones with the purple robes are good. Um Okay. There's a lot of stuff about hybrids. The mantis hybrids that I will talk about maybe another time. Activating human DNA codes. And sense of humor. Uh, that they're funny. They're kind of childlike and joyful. I can tell you that I feel like a completely different person in a lot of ways. Not completely different, but um, I've shed a lot of stuff since opening up to her and her energy. I feel it's like um, a lot of the heaviness of being a human has fallen away and I'm able to tap into the feeling of joy a lot easier. I, I hesitate to say it kind of fixed my brain in certain ways. <laughs> Um, okay, here's what they're telling me. In aligning it closer to its, like, true nature. Okay, yeah, this is what, okay. This is what they're showing me the other day. Uh, okay. Uh, this is important. So, it's like a hardware-software mix-match. Mismatch, excuse me. So, I had a human hardware, my brain, human hardware, okay, uh, and human software, but as they started to make the software more extra dimensional, there was a big mismatch with the hardware. It was as if trying to run, what a goofy metaphor, trying to run um, <laughs> Windows. I don't know. I don't use, I don't use a PC. Uh, okay, this is what they're... Okay, thank you for the metaphor. I can relate to. I appreciate that. So uh, it's like running Windows XP, I guess. I oh, don't know. That's the only one I know of right now. <laughs> it's the last time I used a Windows computer uh, on a uh, uh, on a computer from like the '90s. Does that make sense? 
<laughs> makes sense to me. So then they started up where updating the the hardware. So it's more like ahead of this like a nice shiny Mac computer, a newer one. And but it was still running like Windows XP. And so that was creating a lot of discordant um it was making me really depressed. And it felt really shitty for a lot of months and that's part of the burnout I experienced. It was just I couldn't do much besides lay on the couch. Uh, and I, it was not good. And so then now that they were able to up, now they did this, God, now they the, did the software update. Now it's like it's all running how it's supposed to. Even though maybe the hardware is still part, like a lot, mostly human, it's got some Mantis upgrades. So it runs smoother. Okay, I'm going to stop channeling that now. That's Anyway, um, other characteristics. I'm going to see here. Healing abilities. All mantises whom I have met have wonderful healing abilities. Um, they can, uh, Here, this is important. They can affect, they can shift DNA frequencies in humans and other species. They can help others heal on the spiritual, physical, emotional, mental, and soul level. Okay, that's a lot of the stuff they were showing me yesterday and how to do that. Um, by the way, FYI, they are um, they're showing me a new form of holographic healing, um, which we, we can use the violet flame for, which I'm going to be able to teach, which I'm excited about as I'm yeah you'll hear a lot more about that um holographic healing and the healing work mantises do they are specifically masters of holographic healing that simply means they can assist with healing any aspect of the whole of who we are which includes physical and all of our light bodies and soul oh this is exactly what they showed me yesterday i haven't read this in like a week um oh wow cool mantises can shift energies within a person's holographic body to help a person heal also, they are able to activate light codes within our energetic system and etheric DNA just by being present interdimensionally and sending that intention. Explains a lot. And I am going to, they are heart-centered. I'm just going to, um, joy, love, all that good stuff. All right, we're done with that. Thank you for listening to that. I'm going to read one more thing um, just to kind of tie it all in. I found a very, I, I stumbled across a very um, interesting, as I was doing my research here, I stumbled across someone who's a channel, who channels uh, information about like interdimensional stuff and mantises is one of them. And so um, she talked about uh, her name is, okay, I, I'll link to this too. Souls of Light through Amaria, I guess is her name. Um, you know, I always do my due diligence. I don't just, I don't trust a lot of people. I trust Jacqueline. I trust Debbie Solaris. I trust Lisa Royal Holt. Um, I, I always like to, before I pass along any information, I like to fact check. <laughs> um, I was able to do some of that with some of her other information um, about dragons, actually. So, but here's some more information about the mantises um and then i promise we're almost done 
So the place of origin, um, this is from this other channel. Uh, these beings are from the Sombrero Galaxy or M104, which is 28 million light years from Earth. Um, they exist from 3D up onto 9D. You know, insectoid, higher dimensional forms are energy beings that maintain their mantis shape with colorful light. That's how I see them. Um, the council. Evolution. Um, <laughs> these beings evolved hundreds of millions of years ago on a planet of insects. They became the first to develop advanced self-awareness. They developed the use of tools, but in unison, they became highly sensitive to sound and light and its reflection and colors. They used the special heightened awareness and became highly advanced in the connection and use of frequencies to change their environment to communicate with each other and their surroundings. In their historical past, mantis were matriarchal. Here we go. Uh, they have strong female figures who dominated their cultures. Higher dimensional beings have created a more balanced arrangement with these energies. I, I came across this this weekend, by the way. None of this affected my session. Uh, the session was from last week. However, the feminine force is still regarded highly and one would not want to diminish the, this power with a mantis around. And no excuse me, decision is ever made without the female aspect, aspect first being taken in and it has the final say. Um, qualities. Sensitive to sound and color. And vibrational nuances, luminous, spiritual healers, graceful, fluid, artistic, penetrating, influential. Abilities. The mantis being this isn't as long as the first thing I read. Abilities. The mantis beings are masters with vibrations of sound and color. They use this mastery to heal and create. They are artists of universal light. They dance through frequencies and alter their surroundings as they do so. Mantis beings. Oh. Interesting, okay. Mantis beings create bubble-like force fields to travel through time and space. In lower dimensions, they create living spherical ships of light. In higher dimensions, they can send their light bodies and single bubbles of light across the universe. So a lot of this stuff is very parallel to the stuff that Jacqueline uh, Smith was sharing. Um, specialties. Mantis beings are called upon to give guidance and direction to assure high quality standards to all kinds of projects. They assure that frequencies are appropriate and that the atmosphere and players are conducive to the particular outcome that is desire. They are like the mural painters and anthem singers of the universe. They bring the right elements together. Basic needs. Um... Okay, so here's... Okay, here's interesting. So, involvement with Earth. The mantis are assisting and in many ways overseeing the Zeta Reticulin hybrid program and the Human Spiritual Advancement Project. I'm going to do a deep dive on that, um, the hybrid program, another time. Um, like the Zetas, they were asked by galactic councils to participate. They are assuring that universal principles are adhered to as well as giving their expertise in frequency alignment. They are the artists in the hybrid process, if you will. They are often seen in the background doing abduction experiences. This is what I mentioned um, that I found that subreddit. Um, these are usually four to five D mantis beings, but they are also tuned into guidance from their higher dimensional kin who played a part in spirituality guiding them. Purple robes. <laughs> They're the good ones. Prior to this recent involvement, 
mantis have had little to do with Earth other than getting the planet, uh, gifting the planet with a praying mantis insect. This little creatures hold special energy of their mantis parents. It is no wonder they're revered by many and seen as positive omens. Oh my God. Okay. So now I have to tell you something. <laughs> so, okay. At the retreat, uh, the business alchemy intensive, when Lisa and I were, um, we had to return the rental car and we went to this, okay, this is a funny story. We went to this gas station. This is in Palm Springs. We went to this gas station and um, we're like, okay, let's go to this one. But it was the funniest thing uh, because for some reason the the gas station pump would not go into the hole in the car. And I was like, what the fuck? We were like, what is going on? And we're sitting here for like five minutes trying to figure it out. I guess it was some sort of different type of fuel, but they didn't clearly mark that. And so as we're standing there trying to figure it out and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what is going on? We look and on the, the um, there's like a, post or a pole next to the pump there's a little mantis there's a little uh it was like maybe four inches long a mantis that was sitting there and lisa noticed it was like oh look a mantis and we took a picture of it so i have a picture of it and um yeah it was there (laughs) foreshadowing for us um okay so here okay here i'll tell you a bit about the Start Mantis star seeds is the last thing I'll tell you guys before I move on here. Uh, there are over 800,000 mantis souls incarnated here now, and only since the recent hybrid program began, this is a new experience for the race and is not an easy one. Okay, full circle, folks. Many of these star seeds feel completely out of place on Earth and in a human body, unless they are of the younger generation who also have Zeta DNA. These souls have it easier, as there is a lot of mantis frequency in their chemistry that is aligned with their being. Those born prior to the 90s, and there are not as many of those, may have had a hard adjustment period in life. I nearly fell out of my fucking chair when I read that. Um, I was born in 1987. (laughs) You guys know how hard of a time I've had here. They have felt that if anyone really knew what they are like, oh God, sorry, this is just touching on something that I will explain very soon in another episode about the violet flame. They have felt that if anyone really knew what they are like, they would run. So they hide their inner truth in some way. Um, that ties to this big abandonment wound that I have that was coming up huge for me in the past couple weeks um, that I was able to transmute with the violet flame anyway um it has been a difficult task for their angels and other guides to get them to open up and share what they came to share once they do open up their intensity art and ability to know what needs to be done to create the perfect environment is uncanny they're usually artistic in some ways they are writers musicians poets designers of space and events they have a knack for bringing (laughs) so feels like a Funny little cosmic joke. They have a knack for bringing pieces of a puzzle together and making it sing. Their gifts line bringing energy, aesthetic appeal, and vitality to whatever they do. They're here to use these gifts to infuse higher frequencies into hearts and environments through form, sound, and color. No one can do this like a fluid dancing mantis soul. Even if they are in the sciences or some seemingly uncreative profession, they will bring some extra flair to their job. 
They are also a huge help to the new generation of souls being born with advanced DNA as they help them align with their higher potential. Ooh, so much, so much full, full circle stuff here. So yeah, that's how I am. <laughs> and uh, uh, the last thing I'll say about the mantis beings, what they've shown me is that they're, you know, they come from a more hive mind type of a society where they all see the one in themselves, you know, the source in themselves. They, they work for the collective. What's good for one is good for all, but they still retain their individuality. And so that is part of what the mantids are here to help with earth in the earth in the earth's evolution as a human species is that we need to be able to make this shift from service to self to service to the whole. And to be able to do that, we have to see the one in one another. And so that is what that's that's what we're doing here. That's that's what we're doing here. And I cannot wait to take you guys along for the ride. There's so much more I have to share with you, especially from this session yesterday. Literally the coolest plot twist maybe I've ever experienced. I cannot wait to share with you next week. Thank you for bearing with me with this long episode. I can't wait. I'm stoked. Um, yeah. I will tell you, I know I've been off. This is the last thing I'll say. I know I've been off the grid for a long time. Um, I understand why that's been necessary. It has been a really, at times, really heavy acclimation process for me. Um, but they have shown me my new, uh, my new way to interface with you guys. Uh, just, just here's what I'll say for now is keep an eye out on Instagram and check your emails. And, um, I will just keep your eyes peeled because I will be, um, expressing this stuff in a whole new way. Uh, this is, and it's free, so you don't have to pay anything. Um, but they want me to really embrace my artistic self. They told me last thing, sorry. They told me, um, I don't know. I, I've mentioned the story before that my mom, when she was, um, pregnant with me, didn't know what to name me. She almost named me Stella, which is funny because Stella means star. Um, but she was on the beach walking with me. It was shortly before I was born. And they, um, she felt this like wave of energy and this breeze come over her. And she said, um, and, and she heard very clearly, um, your daughter, or sh your daughter is, she's a girl. She's going to be a girl. And her name will be Monet. And um, they've been showing me in the past couple of weeks a lot. I'm sure that was them. That was the council or her um, lady. What's her bug? Um, <laughs> couldn't call her. Uh, and um, they want me to express. I'm. They keep telling me I am. My name is Monet because I am an artist, and I'm. I am the artist, and myself is the art. So um, I'm going to be expressing this in a new way that you guys will get to come along for so that's it <laughs> see you next week bye
Thank you for listening to the Starseed Awakening podcast. If you are ready to become a quantum healer and learn this powerful spiritual technology to take it out into the world and help others, visit my website, thestarseedawakener.com slash QHC to sign up for the next round. See you soon.